Welcome to the Marketing That Generates podcast hosted by yours truly, Lauren Powell. For over a decade, I've partnered with business owners around the globe to create and implement their digital marketing strategy. Working together with their teams, we generate more leads, more customers, and more revenue. I'm here to make your business growth simpler by making online marketing simpler. Every week, I'll be interviewing other business owners about the strategies that are keeping their marketing relevant in the long term, so they're not hammered by monthly algorithm adjustments. So are you ready to generate more leads, better leads, and more sales-ready leads online while making the most of your oh-so-valuable time? Then this is the podcast for you. Are you tired of being promised the magic pill that's going to solve all your online marketing challenges? Well, this podcast does not promise quick overnight fixes, nor a one-size-fits-all marketing formula. Instead, it will empower you to think differently and more strategically about your marketing so that you get better results. So whether you're a business owner, solopreneur, or an aspiring entrepreneur, listen in and subscribe for zero fluff and actionable takeaways. And for bonus resources, go to marketingthatgenerates.com. In our current podcast series, I interview the owners of four very different personal chef businesses, and we dive deep into their marketing. Today's episode is the first of the series, and I interview Eric Nunley based in New Orleans, Louisiana. Eric has a beautiful motto, creating memories through food. And I know when I think about some of my fondest experiences in life, there is almost always an element of food with family and friends involved. Eric's journey to becoming a personal chef and starting his own business honestly gave me goosebumps. It's an incredible story, and he is one savvy entrepreneur. In this episode, you'll hear his surprising source of new clients, as well as many other sales and marketing tips that you can and should, in my opinion, apply to your own venture. So listen in and don't forget to visit the show notes to get all the links for this episode. Eric, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. Oh my gosh, I am just so excited because I think, <laughs> maybe this is my glamorous opinion of, of personal chefs, but I just think what you do is the greatest gift in the whole world <laughs> for your client. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. It is a new experience for me, but it is amazing. I love it. That's awesome. So maybe you can share with our listeners a little more about who you cook for and your clientele and what they come to you for. Yeah, so I am a personal and private chef here in New Orleans. I do a lot of in-home dinners, so people, two people, four people, gatherings, uh, six people, 10 people, 12 people, 15 people, however many people it is, nice dinner parties. And I love to do those type of events, very personal with families, friends, gatherings, especially coming out of COVID. People are kind of coming back together for the first time in this uh, graduations and things like that. So it's fun to to be around those people, those energies, you know, just kind of creating these uh, environments for them, these dinners. I do vacations, so I go on vacations with people and also do meal preps. I also do meal preps for families, for doctors, CEOs. I do in-home services for athletes. So that's on a more private chef side doing for athletes or entertainers or corporate people who, you know, just don't have the time to cook for the family. So I do an array of things and it all just kind of falls under my little one umbrella. I love it. And you have this beautiful motto, creating memories through food. Maybe you can share a little more about that philosophy. Yeah. So when I was kind of creating a motto for the business, I wanted to kind of incorporate, you know, just food and family and fun, you know, and um, when I was creating the motto, it was during COVID. 
And it was just like, you know, what can when we come out of this, what can something is going to a tagline is going to bring people in. And I just thought about this creating memories through food. And it's, you know, it's kind of what we do. You know, a lot of our fondest memories with our family and friends are usually around food, you know, especially in my community is very much around food, Sunday dinners, you know, cookouts, uh, holidays and things like that. So just able to kind of bring that tagline and just, you know, let's create something, let's create this memory through food and let's have a great time with it. I love it. And I think it really speaks to the emotional connection that happens around food that maybe sometimes we overlook or lost a little bit during COVID, during some of the isolation and quarantine. And I just think it reminds people of like, this isn't just about eating a plate of food. It's so much more than that. So much more. And I'm guessing, but I'll let you correct me if I'm wrong, but that your clients really appreciate having a beautiful meal without having to do the work of meal planning, meal shopping, creating that experience, making sure everything's hot because it really allows them to focus more on the memory than the food creation while also experiencing your wonderful plates. Right. Yeah. I really try to take that, that portion away from people. You know, a lot of times when people come to me, it's their very first time hiring a personal private chef. And it's like, look, let me just take care of everything. Let me curate the event for you. And all you have to worry about is just being there. You know, a lot of times when um, usually the person I'm dealing with who contacts me is usually like the planner of the family or the group. So like they're planning everything. And even when I get there, they're, you know, they're in the kitchen. They're like, it's like, ma'am, ma'am, sir, please move out the kitchen. I have this, you know, go enjoy your time with, with your family and your friends. And, and I got you, you know, when you want the food is ready, the food will be ready and just enjoy, you know, and it's, it's always to see people take that breath of relief. Like you sure. And it's like, okay. And they go and they do their thing. And it's like, you know, just let's have a good time and let me just do the hard part. Yeah. When you're the planner, it's, um, a bit of an adjustment to hand that it over is. to someone, but I bet it feels like such a relief for your clients. We're like, okay, Eric's got it. Like, I don't need yeah, to worry yeah. about it. Right. And, you know, I'd love to ask a little bit more about your private dinner service and what you think is so special and unique about that compared to what someone could do if they had that same group in a restaurant. You know, what's, what, what does your private dinner allow for that you can't get anywhere else, I guess? So, I really love for people just to be themselves. You know, a lot of times at the dinner table, people are very much themselves because it's like when you're when you're eating your food, you know, you have that happy response or whatever you do when you take their first bite of really good food. But versus a restaurant, you know, you kind of have to be more aware of table manners. You have to, have to be aware of your party and how everyone is going on in a restaurant. You know, if the service is bad or good, things like that. And when you're in your home, you know, I tell people, look, if you want to be in your pajamas, be in your pajamas. Like, you know, just do whatever makes you feel comfortable. And and it's a service, you know, it's a private luxury service that's coming to you. So, you know, I'm in your home. You know, you've most people have already done their research on me to make sure, you know, I'm a credible person and things like that. And it's just let's everyone just be themselves, do what you do that's going to make you feel comfortable. And I'm just going to bring you some great food and we're just going to have some great times and great vibes. I love that. And I used to, in a former career a long time ago, help with catering and they were these um dinner parties at houses. And I just remember thinking like, 
I also wait, it was a waitress too in a restaurant. And I just remember thinking like, this is such a different experience when it's private catering in your house or a private meal in your house. It's, you know, and people really feel very comfortable and it feels very intimate and there's, you know, no one really else around besides the staff and the chef. And I just, um, I think it's a really beautiful experience even for things like, to be honest, and I don't know if you do this, but like <laughs> holidays where it can be really stressful to be preparing the meal. Yeah. Yeah. I've done everything from Christmas, Thanksgiving dinners to bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, to just friends, families, reunions type thing, all the way to some crazy events and things like that. So, you know, especially being in New Orleans, you never know what you're going to get down here. And um, it's always an adventure going to sewing home with the family. But it's also a great time, you know, getting to meet an array of people. I bet. I bet. And how do you go about like planning the meal and catering to everyone's different tastes? And what does that process look like? So usually um, I have you know, certain questions that kind of guide me and lead me whenever I'm talking to the person that's wanting to do the event. Um, you know, dietary needs, dietary restrictions, you know, what is the the vibe that you're going for? Because some people, you know, they just want um, some fun, friendly gathering type food. And that's different from someone who wants a very, you know, luxury or pamper type experience. So it's all this kind of depends on who I'm dealing with. And that's one that I think the the bigger parts of this is kind of like event planning also. And it kind of ties into the background that I have that kind of helps me in that area is to cater and curate these events, especially to the needs of what someone wants and what they need. Yeah, because it isn't just a meal. It's an experience, right? It's an, it is an experience. That's what I, I pretty much are trying to sell is the experience because, you know, anyone can cook the food. You can go anywhere and kind of get the food that you want. But it's all about the experience that comes with it. You know, if you want to be pampered, if you just want someone just to cook the food and kind of leave you alone, do you want the entertainment aspect that kind of goes with it of, you know, seeing me chopped onions and, you know, telling people stories and things like that. So it's just all just kind of depends on what the client wants and what their needs are. And I just try to curate events around that. I love that. And I know you said you can just go get the food anywhere, but I bet it's not the same as <laughs> what you cook. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I always try to make sure everything is grand. Uh, yeah. that's, that's just me. Yeah. I'm very over the top sometimes. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think that's probably why people hire you is they <laughs> love who you are. So, oh, yeah. you know, sometimes we forget, I think, as business owners that we are really selling ourselves. And yes, there are multiple chefs out there, but someone's really coming and buying you and your food. Yes, yes. That's what I try to share to my uh, some of my chef friends all the time. It's like, you know, yes, they're buying your food, but they're also buying you also. You know, and you have to show up, you have to show the experience. And I believe that's why a lot of uh, chefs who are in this game kind of flame out just a little bit. And some chefs really don't even enjoy doing it. Like some of the best chefs in the world do not enjoy doing this because of that personality side that you have to show. And you have to bring that also with the food. Yeah, it's I could imagine that would be exhausting for for some people. It is, especially if you're like a very introverted person. With me, I definitely have to have a, a recharge after being around a lot of people sometimes. Totally. I remember the chef at the catering company I worked for, oh my gosh, 15, 15 years ago. He would make the most exquisite luxury food, but he had this personality that people just loved because it was so much in contrast to the food that he offered where he was like kind of this gruff 
a-hole for lack lack of a better word and people just really love that like it just felt like oh we're getting this luxury experience but this guy's being so direct to us and kind of like grumpy like what's what's going on but um it worked for him and his brand so yeah yeah you have to do what works for you yeah so let's say someone's listening to this podcast and they're wondering like am i ready to hire eric like when do you think someone should seek out your services like what pain points might they be struggling with or what kind of event might they have coming up for me i love to people soon as you know that this is something that you want to do to reach out first because you know things do get booked quickly but also it is helping curate the event curate the vibe the entire way you know um sometimes people they want to book me like soon as they get there you know as soon as they arrive to town or something like that and it's maybe we can talk about the needs and what they want to do with the group. And maybe sometimes it's good for their first day. Maybe it's moving it to the day, the next day, or maybe it's moving it to, you know, the night before you leave. So it's kind of, like I, said, I really try to curate the event, try to help do a lot of the event planning when it comes to what I do so that it takes out all the stress. And this makes it just a seamless process from, from the time you call until I clean up and I leave. That's beautiful. Plus, I imagine because everything's really date driven, you don't have all days available. So the sooner you know and the sooner you reach out to have a conversation with you, then the more likely that date's going to be available. Right, right. I mean, because I last month I turned down so many people, you know, requesting, but they were doing like a last minute things. And it's like, you know, as soon as you know, let me know because so I can try and be there for you. Yeah. Are there particular seasons or holidays or times where it's like, you better book, <laughs> you better yes, book that in advance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, holiday season. Um, I try to only take so many jobs per day or per week just so I can just have a nice life balance there also. And just, I just don't overwork myself, you know, just trying to do all these uh, events because it is, it's a mobile restaurant, you know, and it takes a lot to, to do these events. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that because at least for me, I remember when I was waitressing, catering, that you're working nights and weekends, you're working holidays. So there definitely is a little bit of sacrifice and or self-care that needs to happen in the back end in order to make sure that you are getting the family time, the friend time, the lifetime you need so that you can show up as your best self in both business and life. Right. Yeah, that's, that's something I really try to prioritize. In my former life, I did not prioritize myself and self-care and things like that. And I missed out on a lot of holidays and friends and, and family and things like that. And it made me, you know, kind of a grumpy person all the time because all I did was work, 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 you know, and now being an entrepreneur, yes, I, I still work very hard, but at the same time, I work very hard on the golf course also. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I personally have a work hard, play hard mentality. So when I'm off, yes. I'm like really off. <laughs> yes. When I'm off, I am really off. It is time to go hard. <laughs> yeah. So Eric, I'd love to hear a little bit more about why you started your business and what inv- inspired you to venture off on your own. Yes. Yeah, so in my former life, I was director of hotel operations for the casino hotel in um, Shreveport, Bossier, where I'm from in Louisiana. I was let go from that corporate job of being there for years and, you know, kind of building that. And I was I just started dating my girlfriend. We was like on our very like first date and she had this little card game. And on the card, it was what's one thing you regret. And I always regretted not going to culinary school. 
And so a couple months after that, when I was let go from the job, she was like, you know, you should go to culinary school. And I was like, I don't really know about that. She was like, you really should consider going to culinary school. And I was like, all right, if it works out, I'll do it. And it required moving to New Orleans, which is five hours away. And everything worked out. And I'm here. I start this business because I just love to cook and I love people. People always ask, you know, about going to the restaurant business and things like that. But it's like that's not really where my my passion is, is into the restaurant business It's really curating these events. My mom is a event planner. I've worked with wedding floors and things like that out in the hotel business. You know, you're around events and helping people curate these events and trips and things like that. So it's like all of these passions and things I've done in my past have kind of aligned that I'm now here doing this, you know, and it's it's really miraculous how, you know, the world works and how things kind of always fall into line. You know, and once one door closes, it's usually a garage door that opens up behind it and it's everything just falls into place. And it's been a wonderful adventure. And it's just I don't know. It's always funny when I tell people the story. I I sometimes go into detail with people and I tell them like how things really worked out for me to be here. And there, there's eyes just kind of like, oh, my gosh, like all that happened is like, yes, all that happened. And so um, just really just taking that leap of faith and believing in myself to that is something I can do and I can achieve. And this is where I am. I'm like trying not to tear up <laughs> listening to this story because, you know, to go from a corporate career where. Yeah. You are working so hard and probably tireless, thankless, burning out probably a little bit at times, I'm sure. And not to mention casino, casinos are open, what, 24-7 or almost? 24 hours. Yeah. And I ran the hotel and it's that, let me tell you, that is an adventure within itself. Yeah, yeah. I, I, probably, could write a, <laughs> I probably could write three books on that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you've seen some crazy stuff. I've seen the craziest of things. Yeah. So to go from that and then to have or create the opportunity for yourself to go after your biggest regret and change that. I mean, first of all, like blessing in disguise, I'm sure looking back on it hindsight, but at the time probably felt, felt scary as hell. It was. I remember January 3rd, 2020 is when I actually came down to New Orleans and it was the, I was driving down to orientation. Um, I moved down. I had my car and everything could fit in my car. I stayed in um, one of my good friends. She has a, a nice house and she let me stay in her, her guest bedroom. So I had me a little air mattress and her son's little, you know, table. And that's where I rocked out for the like seven, eight months, even during COVID. Even though I went home during COVID, but even coming back, culinary school and working jobs. And, you know, you go through things. Uh, a lot of things were... I guess, kind of roadblocks in a way, not trying. I didn't have a job for the first three months. No one would really hire me because my resume was too, it was too much. And I was even going for like valet jobs and, and front desk jobs, you know, and it was like, well, you're very overqualified or people were actually scared because it was like, where well, you going to come in and take my job? It's like, look, I'm just here to work the front desk. I just want to check some people in. I just want to run valet, you know, get a little exercise in. <laughs> And it was um, it was a little it was trying. But, you know, coming out of it, when you look back, always those things always make you who you are now, you know, and it kind of makes you work even harder for what your your dream is. 
It does. It's also nice to be um, on the back end telling the story. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I, it could be very painful during the ups and downs of yeah. that. And I can't, I mean, I'm just thinking about like getting those rejections and being like, I just want to collect a paycheck. And this actually sounds you know? really nice, not running a, something 24-7 or working my way up the management chain. You know, it it does. And I used to tell people like when I went to interview and it's like, look, I can be here to benefit you. And they would just look at me like, no, you're here to take my job. It's like, I can be a benefit. But, you know, it is what it is, you know, and, and everything works out the way it's supposed to. And, you know, I appreciate everything that has happened because, again, looking back on it, it makes me who I am today. And it makes me, you know, work a little bit harder. Yeah. And to be able to now curate all these amazing experiences for people and lean on all your experience and event planning and kind of connect all those dots in this beautiful business you've built, I just think is an amazing gift to you and to your clients. Uh, yes, uh, I believe so also. Yeah. And also what a leap of faith to like go to culinary school in the middle of a pandemic when you're kind of wondering like, uh, am I going to be hireable <laughs> or marketable right. after this? Right. You know, and I, I went in to start a business. I, because I had a goal to start the business when I was in June, July, because that's when I was graduating. And it was during COVID. And I was just like, you know, let me just go ahead and build the foundations of the business. Because, you know, that's what a good business is built on, you know, foundations. So let me build the foundations. Let me just get everything going. And I started doing that, got everything set up like I wanted to, website, everything going. And I put myself on Thumbtack, just, you know, just trying to put myself out there. And when I say it started growing, I was actually working at a restaurant during the time. And I think by September, I actually quit that restaurant just to go into personal chef full time because the, that restaurant job was actually getting in the way of me actually trying to do the personal chef side. And it was, uh, that was my second leap of faith, you know, some more tears, sitting in the car, you know, lots of praying. And then, you know, everything just kind of taken off. And it's been a blessing that I literally have a business that pays my bills. I can have fun and actually live life with, you know, and it's sometimes I still sit back and it's kind of still like a, a crazy moment. I still get to chill bumps at times, but it's like I said, it's been a blessing every, every step of the way, all the good and the bad. Wow. I mean, what is that? June to September. That's only three months. Yeah. That's I know. incredible. I know it was, um, you know, and it was like I said, the, everything just kind of works out because you have people who were still wanting restaurant quality food, but didn't want to go outside, you know, and it just it just all really aligned. Like I, when I say I, I took off between that time, I didn't know what was going on. I was just freelancing this, you know, I was figuring it out as I went. But all the resources that I had, all the things that I've gone through in life, it literally helped me propel myself to where I am. I think that's just amazing. And and did you did you suspect that Thumbtack was going to help it take off that quickly? I did not. I really just used Thumbtack because I think I saw a commercial somewhere and I was like, oh, that sounds like a pretty good, you know, type thing. I did my little research on it and it it really beat my wallet up in the beginning because you do have to pay yeah. for that. But once I got the hang of it, you know, once I got to, okay, well, I can set this amount of money aside or, you know, don't go in there and chase jobs, let the jobs actually come to you. You know, you don't chase, you attract. And it just really just, 
it was a catapult for everything. And um, Thumbtack, I love Thumbtack. I represent Thumbtack all the time because without them, you know, my business wouldn't be built. Yeah, I think it's so some of these marketplaces are such an amazing place to kickstart work and sometimes so surprising, you know, like um, I was talking to an acupuncture clinic maybe three months ago and they were getting so much business from next door, which I found surprising at the time because there's a lot of news being shared on next door, but I didn't like an acupuncture clinic could get business from next door. So I just think it's, um, there's so many great places now because of the internet and um, digital connection that are just really great opportunities for new business. And I just think what an amazing experience for you and to go through the lesson of don't chase attract. Sometimes that takes a lot longer than three months <laughs> to learn. <laughs> yes. You, you know, it's, um, it wasn't, it was one of those mantras where I saw and it was like, okay, I do have to kind of put that in place because it was when I was looking at the financial side of it, because if I'm going out there and I'm paying for all these inquiries, but I'm not receiving anything back, you know, it was really beating my wallet up, you yeah. know, especially at the first time of opening a business and, you know, in life, like I was really, really trying to crunch um, pennies. And so once I really just kind of let that go and just let it, it I mean, it worked out for itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, too. Sometimes these experiments, which cost us money as businesses, aren't always successful. So, for example, like I had a client who was using Groupon and they were getting business in, but it wasn't very profitable and they weren't repeat customers. And so, you know, they paid a bunch of money for that. And then at one point we just said, I said, well, should you keep this experiment going like this isn't bringing enough money in for you to pay for it. So like maybe we need a different experiment and it just takes a while, I think sometimes to learn those things, but for you to get all that feedback so quickly, I think is just really fabulous and something that our listeners can learn from too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a tinkerer. Like I love to tinker with things and especially in the business. Um, and I think, like I said, pulling on the past, being able to really analyze things very quickly is really helpful. I'm, I'm always analyzing every part of the business when it comes down to things like I'm always writing something down, you know, or kind of really just brainstorming, charting things out because it really helps the the business when it comes to growth and retention of clients and things like that. You know, you always want repeat clients. And if you're not, you know, something's not repeating, then you have to kind of figure out, OK, why? Why aren't people coming back or, you know, asking questions? I, Asking questions are probably the best thing that actually helps small businesses all the time. I, I have a questionnaire I send out to people um, when the services are done or even on my newsletter or just, you know, if I have a relationship built with clients, just ask, you know, are you coming back? Why aren't you coming back? You know, don't be scared to ask those questions, because if you want to grow, you have to have the, the information to help you grow. And do you think that all your background at the casino maybe helped you to besides just knowing that, but maybe detach yourself personally. I find sometimes people, because they put so much of their self in their business, it's easy to take that feedback, especially if it's negative personally, but it's really not. It's just about like optimizing what's working, what's not, and then, you know, continuing to run. Yes. I, I preach to people all the time, you know, you have to take your, your, your feelings and your person out of the business and actually look at it 
as a business that's running, you know, in our businesses are our babies, you know, they're like they're like our our children are, you know, something that you're nurturing, you're putting your time and efforts in and you want it to succeed and you put those efforts in, you know, personally, but you have to kind of take those emotions out sometimes to look at your business. Okay. Are we succeeding? Are we not succeeding? Where can we change that? You know, and don't be so tied down to certain ideas because, you know, you have to be able to adjust. You have to be able to pivot. And I think COVID was one of those big teachers of that, you know, to be able to maneuver around if something's not working. So, yeah, really taking your those emotions out of your business is very helpful. Yeah. And I find um, in the beginning, it's especially a lot harder to do that because you're putting in all your blood, sweat and tears. And so, you know, what a gift that you knew that walking into (laughs) walking into this, basically. So, okay, um, how do you get new customers now? You've been doing this for a while. So I imagine Thumbtack isn't your only source of new business. Yeah. So one of the I guess the great things about Thumbtack is that they do their own SEO. So if you Google anything as far as personal chef, private chef, anywhere in the Gulf, they pop up first. And with me being ranked number one, I pop up first. So that's kind of been a tag team effort there. And I'm always I'm not afraid of the old school, dirty marketing going out there myself. Business cards, flyers, meeting, greeting people, shaking hands, you know, introducing myself, offering free services to the right type of person, social media, speaking engagements. Like I am all for whatever it takes to get people to get eyes on my business. And, um, you know, you you can't be afraid. You can't be scared. Like you have to, again, take your emotions out. And if you want your business to prosper, you know, you kind of have to put yourself out there in, in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. And it's so easy, I think, to hide behind a screen nowadays. Very true. And so to sometimes it can feel scary to (laughs) knock on doors, put posters out there. But I think it can really help propel things a lot faster because the more people that know about you, the more clients you're going to have and the more referrals you're going to get. Right. You know, and, you know, a lot of people do just have social media as their, their marketing. And I when I talk to people about it, it's like, you know, well, what else are you doing? Because social media can only go so far, you know, and especially with the algorithms these days. And, you know, you're actually not seeing all your followers and all your followers aren't seeing you and that, you know, and it's like, but what else are you going to do to help your business grow? And it's like just getting out there and getting your face in front of people and telling people about your business, because at the end of the day, you are your number one salesman for your business and people have to know who you are. And with this day and age, you know, people associate you with your business. So you got to make sure that you're, that you are, you and your image are out there for people to see. I love that. I think that's really great advice for anyone who's listening and you're doing some really, I think some really fabulous videos on social media that aren't just, They're kind of like funny behind the scenes videos. I just think they're really memorable and they stand out and it helps people perhaps see that you don't need a highly produced video (laughs) or highly produced social media feed in order to be successful, stay top of mind, get your name out there and get people thinking and talking about you. Right. Yeah, I was uh, I was listening to a Gary Vee video one day and something really stuck with me. It was like, you know, document, don't create. And I think that's been one of the biggest 
turnarounds when it comes to at least content for social media and just everything for me. Like I even started um, doing vlogging now, which has been a different thing totally for me. But documenting don't create because now when I want to look back on content, I just can go and just grab, you know, snippets of things and post them. And people really enjoy that because you're you're bringing people in with you, you know, and it feels very it's very more personable. And people really enjoy that these days that I found, you know, um, especially when you are a small business and it's just you, you know, people just really want to know you, your person, and then they gravitate more to your business and you know, now you started building a community, a little family. Yeah. And I love your vlogs. I'm going to link to some of them into the show notes. <laughs> so any listener can check them out. Oh, thank you. But it really makes someone feel like they know who you are, even though you don't know who they are. Like, I feel like, oh my gosh, I know what Eric's day is like. I know, you know, uh, what it's like his behind the scenes in preparing the food and a lot of a lot of time at the grocery store. Yeah, a lot of time at the grocery (laughs) store. But I think you can't underestimate what all those micro moments and relationship building opportunities add up to three days, six months, one year down the line when you are the first person that people think of when someone asks about a personal private chef. You know, and, and especially with the way things are moving with technology, you know, if you Google something, you know, someone's going to pop up. But I know sooner or later, you know, it's going to be Alexa and all the home pods, And, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be like, hey, Alexa, find me, you know, personal chef, find me this person. And someone's going to pop up, you know. And but it's if you built that that personal relationship with someone, you know, you're always going to be top of mind. And I think you can't beat that. I mean, you can do all the SEO stuff you want. You know, you can pay to be wherever you want, taglines and and words and all that stuff. But if that personal relationship is always going to beat out everything else all the time. Yeah, there's a reason why referrals tend to become clients faster than someone who's just Googled personal chef. Especially in um, this space, you know, in the in the luxury and the private and the personal and home, you know, once you get a certain type of clientele, you're you're now in that arena and they will pass you around like crazy, you know, and it's always as soon as you get in, that's when things kind of grow and blow up for you. And and in those spaces, it's nothing but personal relationships. You know, there is that certain type of clientele. They're not Googling for much. You know, they're going to ask their friend, do they know someone or can they recommend some? Yeah. And I think anytime you're in the luxury or premium market, trust is really important. And so someone giving their endorsement that, hey, yeah, Eric's the guy, he's going to take care of you. I mean, you're going in someone's kitchen, for goodness sake, like that's a pretty (laughs) private and intimate place. It is. You know? It is. So I just think that's really great advice. So let's say someone's thinking about booking you for service. How do they do that? Do they jump on a call with you? What happens at that point in the process? Yeah. So um, I have steps to kind of make sure that the clients that are coming to me are are actually going to be very genuine clients, you know? So I have an inquiry form that if you go on my website, it's there. If someone on social media or anyone reaches out, you know, it's there. Usually if people email me, call me or text me, I usually kind of weed them out based on questions that are asked and things like that. But I use HoneyBook. It's been a great resource for me. And it 
do is all my my lead captures and things like that. And so once we do that, um, emails, we have phone conversations. I always like to communicate with people how they want to communicate. That's where one of my very first questions, text, call, email, you know, how do you want to communicate? And that's how we kind of start our conversation. We kind of start building their relationship. You know, I have to make sure that they are first a real person. And then I also have to make sure that they are able to trust me, you know, because again, we come to someone's kitchen, someone's very intimate space and with their family and their home, things like that. So I always want to make sure it's trust on both ways. And we just build that relationship. And, you know, I ask my questions, they ask their questions so we can build the, this great event for you. I love that. And I especially love the tip about how does someone prefer to be communicated with? Because Sometimes it's easy for someone to ghost you or not respond, and maybe it's just not the right medium <laughs> for communication. Right. You know, in, especially with, you know, technology and things, you know, some people are, are texters. Some people just want email. Some people still want to have that phone conversation. I have a, a young lady now who's she's an older lady and she's like, I don't really like to text. It's like, cool, I'll call you when I get it. You know, let's set up some time. Let's call, get on the call. You know, so it's, it's again, it's, it's making sure people trust me so we can start building that relationship because once you trust me now, I know we can start, you know, working together. I think that's fabulous. And I also love that you shared that HoneyBook has been a great resource for you. Yes. I imagine that's maybe taken some of the admin and automated it for you and made it so you don't have to be spending time on a lot of tedious, repetitive tasks. Yes, HoneyBook is amazing. I actually just became an educator with HoneyBook. And so that's been a, a new thing, like a little micro influencer. So that's a little new. But HoneyBook is amazing. I do everything through there. So pretty much my email communications, they have reports. I do all my payments through there. HoneyBook is a great resource uh, and has been a life changer for me uh, since I started with contracts, getting every proposals, like it's so great. They keep everything updated. They keep coming out with new features. And I can't, I can't say much more about them. I give them all the high praise. I think you're an amazing brand ambassador for HoneyBook. I would buy <laughs> HoneyBook if I, if you were educating me on it. So, uh, yes, it's, it's been an amazing product. And I'd say, because, you know, in the beginning, you know, you, you're worrying about contracts. You're worrying about, you know, how do I protect myself? How do I, how do I take payments? Where am I going to take payments at? And I was told about HoneyBook and I just, I went through and started looking. I'm like, this is everything I want. Like, I don't have to do anything else, you know? And it was, in the beginning, it was a pain because it was $40, $50 a month, you know, starting out as a new business, you know, it was tough. But that was one of those structured things where it's like, this is a must it goes into the, the the monthly budget and we just have to make it work. And it's been a blessing. Yeah. And every expense adds up. So the fact that one system does it all for you and it's not 10 different systems, I think is a game changer and it's just easier to manage. Right. And and I always, whenever I, I add a system or if I do anything, like I say, I'm, I'm a tinkerer, I always look at it from my side. Does it make my life easier? And then I look at it from the client side, you know, the consumer side, how does it affect you and does it make your life easier dealing with me? And so that's, that's just kind of how I, I roll with things. I love it. Can you spend more time on the golf course and <laughs> yes, <laughs> can it, can it make your customers' lives easier? I like it. Right. Right. It's all, that's a nice balance. Yeah. So you also mentioned a newsletter and I just would love to hear a little more about, is that how you stay in touch with most of your prospects and clients right now? 
It is. So I do some communications during my, my newsletter, just kind of letting people know what I have going on. Um, if you go on my website, it's one of the very first box that pops up. So people put their email address in. And then if you're one of my clients, and of course, your email is already there. And um, it's kind of due like this month was, I think, Sunday, July 25th was Wine and Cheese Month wine and cheese day. So I'm a big wine connoisseur. So I turned into, well, this is what July is about. We're talking about wine. I gave them a recipe that goes real with like my top three favorite wines, kind of keep people updated with what's going on with the business, with the life, you know, and it's, and it's really kind of just stay in touch with people. I love that. And I'm going to sign up for your newsletter so I can get all that, <laughs> all that great stuff. I'm not in New Orleans, but I definitely know who I'm calling when I <laughs> need a private meal there. Yes. And I tell everyone I, I travel any and everywhere. Cool. That's pretty cool for both you and your clients. So you've already have a relationship with them and you can just show up where they're at. That's pretty awesome. Well, um, I'm in Denver. If uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will have to think about that. So Eric, I really appreciate you sharing so much about your business and um, what's been successful for you. And I'd just love to hear if you had to give one piece of advice to another business owner who's either just starting out or a little farther along, what might that piece of advice be? I would say do not care what people think. Do what you do. Put it out there. Go hard for your business because you never know what may happen. You know, you look at people like Apple and Amazon and, and Facebook and, you know, all these companies that people admire. But you have to remember that people started out in the garage. People started out in their dorm rooms and things like that. And now we're seeing the success. But no one ever really talks about the journey that it takes to get there. And you have to really, really love the journey as much as you love the goals that you want to reach. You know, it's, it's a day in, day out type of grind. But you just have to do it and you have to enjoy doing it. And if you enjoy doing what you love every day, then it's never work. You know, you're just having fun and hanging out with some computers and laptops, and notebooks and things like that <laughs> to get the job done. And some grocery stores, you know, slanging pots and pans, getting a little, you know, some cuts and bruises here and there. But, you know, war rooms. So everything is Chef St. Eric, Chef S-T-E-R-I-K. So website is ChefStEric.com. Instagram is Chef St. Eric. TikTok is Chef St. Eric. LinkedIn is Eric Nunley, E-R-I-K-N-U-N-L-E-Y. And I try to be everywhere I can. Heck yeah. You just finished another episode of the Marketing That Generates podcast. I hope you found a few takeaways that you can put into action right away. If you want more on today's episode, head over to marketingthatgenerates.com for show notes, links, bonus resources, and related episodes. Plus, if you're looking to connect with other amazing business owners just like you, be sure to join our free monthly marketing chats. You can get all the details at marketingthatgenerates.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll meet you back here for the next episode.